You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 105. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 105. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Good evening. How are you? <laughs> I feel like we're going to be silly today. You think so? I don't. Well, you've been so silly. You guys, he was like, well, let me get naked real quick before we get on the pod. <laughs> it's hot, man. So we've been struggling with trying to figure out the perfect like setup for recording because we have this brand new fancy office and... But and as my one chair of, is made of leather, so it farts all the time. And 100% a leather. <laughs> it's made of leather. So we had all these people saying, oh, but uh, the podcast was great, except for all the fart noises in the back. Right. And we so. were like, hello, we weren't farting. <laughs> we would have made a big joke, a big ass <laughs> yeah. joke about it. Yeah, right. So we had a little setup, but that means that we have to put like the fans off and close the windows, and so it's just... All for all for the integrity of the show, you guys. So just so you know, I'm naked on this podcast today. With that sexy voice. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, hello, everybody. So glad to have you here. Uh, today's topic is going to be a good one. This is actually something that hits very close to home for me. Yeah. And it's from a listener who had kind of picked up on that and has the same situation. So today is going to be about... What the hell do I do when I no longer believe in the religion or the faith that I was brought up with? Ooh, that's a good one. So we're going to talk about oh, that. That's a good one. But before we do, I mean, we've got to we've got to lighten it up. Got to warm up the mics. Got to warm up the mics. Let's warm up the mics with a. Would you rather? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so today's would you rather is actually uh, submitted by. One of your colleagues. Yes, one of my besties. Uh huh. Andrea Owen. Shout with out. A, with the Kick Ass Project, right? Kick Ass Courage Kick Ass Courage Project. Yeah. All right. Oh, she'll be really tough. A little shout out. A little L- shout out. A little shout out. Would you rather have your two top front teeth missing or legally change your name to Shithead? <laughs> that would suck if you had both. Right? Yes. We, I had a friend. Who would we call Shit Tooth? Wasn't there me. It was me. Oh, that's right. Because you had some brownie or something on your tooth. Chocolate. Cho- chocolate. Like, stuck to my tooth. <laughs> and I was hanging out so with. we called you Shit Tooth. With one of my friends. And we were just mowing on some chocolate, man. And, of course, I'm laughing. And, like, I have this big old streak of, like, chocolate all over my front tooth. And you're like, oh, really? Oh, yeah, Shit Tooth? <laughs> yeah, you thought you were really funny. <laughs> I thought it was real cute. And... Way to bring me back down. Yeah, right? Oh, okay. So okay, anyway. So, okay, so, so, okay. Your two top front teeth missing, because that's really all you want for Christmas, or legally change your name to shit head. Shit head. Yeah. Not shit tooth. <laughs> Not shit tooth. That just came um, up. I don't know why. Okay. I think I would pick shit head. 
Me too, because at least you could do like a Tarjay with it, right? You can go Shated or... <laughs> <laughs> but if you're Shited, yeah. Shadyad. <laughs> you could get like stupid with it. But with your two front teeth missing, you know, like... You're kind of fucked. <laughs> I mean, can you get dental work or do you have to live with your... You could get Tarjay with it. That's so funny. <laughs> um, well, I just think for me, I'm way too vain. There's no way that I could have no front teeth like yeah there's just no way i would much rather you might be a redneck if yeah. well, <laughs> either one of those but the shithead thing at least <clears throat> with my really great humor i could make <laughs> i could make it funny somehow yeah you'd have to you'd have, you'd to. have to yeah what about you you picked shithead too i would go to yeah at least you could finesse it <laughs> you know shiteed <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. So let's talk about some shit that matters. Let's do it. Okay. Um, Before we jump into this, I do want to uh, just make a quick announcement. If you are listening to this and you actually haven't gotten my free workbook, I have an awesome free gift for you. All you have to do is text the word junkie, J-U-N-K-I-E, to the number 66866. And we will send you your very own digital, it's an e-workbook, but you also get an audiobook format. And it is designed to help you learn how to really speak your truth without being a dick. You know, it's all about standing up for yourself, how to establish boundaries, and it's a collection of nine different challenges that really push you to flex these muscles that, you know, might be dormant or might never have existed. So... Go, please go and text Junkie to 66866 and get that completely on the house. Sounds like a good product. Sounds fun. Yeah. um, I actually, I've had a couple of people email me pictures of different stuff that they've done from their challenges. How fun. Yeah. And it's it's pretty remarkable. I mean, it's it's pretty robust. It's a, you know, it's not like just this one like little sheet, you know, with like blank lines. It's. It's really intense, so I really hope you take me up on it. Also, I have a really exciting opportunity for those of you who may have wanted to take a class with me or, you know, do some work with me, but finances have always been somewhat of a concern. If that is you, I have a awesome beta program that I am just about to run in July, and it's so beta, I don't even have an awesome name for it yet, which Mm. I'm hoping that uh, some students can help me figure it out. But it is 12 weeks, so it is no joke. I mean, it is designed to be pretty radical transformation, and it has everything to do with what we normally talk about on the show. So really getting to the nuts and bolts and the deep-rooted issues of why you believe what you believe around your self-worth, your confidence, uh, perhaps disempowering beliefs that you might need to kind of get rid of and like what the fuck does that actually look like? So we go through that. Um, So there's audio lessons and worksheets and then there's live group coaching calls with me and the other students and I'm offering it at – at a huge, huge discount because it's it's the beta round. You know, it's like nice. the test round. So if you are interested, go to thejoyjunkie.com, click on contact, and just hit me up and say I'm really interested in learning more. I'm doing this completely under the radar. Like I'm not – I'm sending personalized invites via email to people who I know are interested prior to actually letting my 
regular mailing list know. So I'll be offering it in a one-on-one format, which I'm, I only actually have two spots available for that. Oh, wow. And that'll be a considerably uh, more expensive, obviously, because it's one-on-one. But then there's also the group program. So if you're interested, again, hit me up at thejoyjunkie.com. Click on contact. Just shoot me a little message and uh, let me know that you want to hear all the details and I will get them off to you. All right, so let's talk about what to do if you no longer believe in the religion that you were raised with. So this is something that I've experienced very personally, and you've actually seen me through this uh, quite a bit. This is actually a listener submission as well, and uh, so obviously it hit quote uh, close to home. So let me read you what she wrote. She said, I love that you decided for yourself that it was not being true to you to simply silently agree with your mom on religion. I was wondering if you would be willing to do a show on how you did this and maintained your boundaries. I'm terrified to tell my mom that after 28 years of solid belief in fundamental Christianity, I haven't believed it (laughs) for the last three years and I'm actually much happier. I know that she will make it her mission to, quote, save my soul, and I just don't want to deal with that headache or have her be disappointed in me. It will cause major ripples in my family to fall away from the faith, and I am overwhelmed at the thought of telling him, of telling them. Any help in this area would be much appreciated. So, uh, I really do think this is worth mentioning. This is, you know, as she mentions, it's something that I've really come to peace with and I've made a lot of resolutions with. And it's just not something that can be wrapped up nice and tidy in a 30-minute podcast episode. There has been so many years of struggle and tumult and breakdowns and sobbing and being not handling myself with grace and kindness, not being my best self. So I I want to just underline that everything that I offer you here, I I don't expect that it's super easy and that it's just like, perfect, we're done, right? But the first thing that, uh, that really struck me in this is the idea of really not wanting to be a disappointment. And I'm going to I'm going to be really interested to hear what you have to say about this. I don't I kind of don't know any other way to say this except get used to that. Like that's the trade off. You will have to make peace in some way with actually being a disappointment to them um, so that you mm-hmm. can actually have honor and integrity in your own belief structure and your own spirituality. Much like you made peace with the fact that the religion didn't settle with Right, you. absolutely. Well, I remember looking around at church and watching everybody like with their arms raised and their eyes closed and just like feeling so incredibly not that way and not connected and not I I I felt like it was so much like lambs being led to the slaughter, you know, like just followers. Hmm. And I'm like, "What? I I didn't feel it." You know, I didn't, it did just didn't work with my spirit. But I do remember having a conversation with a good friend of mine who we grew up together, like since, gosh, probably we were 
four or five. Our parents, I think, knew 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 each other be uh, prior to us knowing each other, obviously, and they were part of the same uh, religious organization. So, kind of in missions work, right? And I remember she came over and we were sitting at our kitchen table, and she asked me, "How did you get to that place where?" you're actually comfortable declining invites to church and saying like, no, I'm not going to pray with you. And, you know, how did you get to be okay with this? You know? And I just said, I really had to get to that place of being okay with being a disappointment to my parents, knowing that the only way for me to win with them was to really – sacrifice what I thought was true and what I believed in. And and that's what's so hard is it hurts, you know? It hurts your heart to just play that game and pretend. I mean, it feels like a stab to your heart. It feels so false. Right. But then to take a stand and then have people, you know, hurl guilt at you is also shitty. So how have you, like, how have you managed the trade-off? Like, how's the trade-off for you? Well, I think in the beginning, so that's a great question because it started off, <laughs> I'm sure this will come as a huge surprise to everyone, but I started off way more combative about it where I wanted to kind of bring up polarizing topics. Mm. Um, and I wanted to kind of like, well, what's wrong with that? Well, it, it, and I kind of wanted to pick fights. Right. And I learned with that really quickly that all that did was cause my own suffering. And caused me to just be really uncomfortable. Gotcha. Um, so I was in kind of like an angry phase where uh-huh. I was mad that that's how I grew up. Um, <laughs> and and then, then it morphed into what a lot of you guys are probably way more familiar with, which is that, you know, really speaking my truth with kindness and grace. Yeah. Like actually refraining from bringing up polarizing topics. So what that has really meant for my relationship, particularly with my mom, is that we just don't converse about much th- many things of substance. Right. Everything is on the surface. It's pretty <clears throat> superfluous. So we can we can talk about, you know, food or home decorating or, you know, some stuff like that, but for the most part, the things that really matter to us, like, you know, religion and politics in particular, they are in stark contrast. So they're kind of off limits because there's, you know, we've talked about this before. Like there's no, for me, there's many right answers. So if that's her answer, awesome. But she doesn't feel the same way. So she doesn't have the ability to believe that my answer is right for me. Mm-hmm. So because of that, you know, and we've had these conversations where I'm like, mom, you think that there's only one right way, you know? And she's like, yeah, I do. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't. So where does that leave us? Right. Um, and I'm happy for you, you know. And I, I had even told her before, like, it's it it saddens me because your beliefs don't permit you that freedom to applaud people's spiritual journey unless it looks like a very specific thing. Right. And granted, these sorts of conversations have been m- that's a yeah much more recent. Right. And um, they're usually after some sort of like debacle. Um, But I think what it really came down to for me was knowing that she will she will probably always 
be praying for me and worrying for me. And I know this pattern all too well because that's what I was trained to do. I was trained to be motivated by guilt and fear. And, you know, what what she's talking about, like the quote, falling away from the faith and how uh, overwhelming it, it can be for the family. Like it is total upheaval if you aren't walking with the Lord anymore, right? Like yeah. it is really hard for them, but that's theirs. So right. it's not yours. This yeah. is this is just what I I want to encourage you to know that if if your family and your mother want to carry the burden of your soul, that is their choice and it has nothing to do with you. Right. I mean and they will most likely try to inflict guilt. And I'm going to talk about that in a second, but I want to talk about boundaries too because I think this is another piece for you so um, you know the first concept is make peace that you're going to be a disappointment like that's okay and it has nothing to do with you and I actually I remember even telling my mom at one point because it it just got so ridiculous after I started taking a stand um, it got so ridiculous where I was like mom I don't need you to approve of me like I approve of me Right. Because she had said something like, I just don't approve. And I'm like, you don't have to. That's fine. That has nothing to do with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Isn't that funny? And so it's what we take on. Like, watch what you take on. If it is not your stance or your belief, let it be theirs. All right? Yeah. So understanding that if they want to carry that burden, it's theirs. That's the second thing. And the third thing, really map out or decide on any very clear-cut boundaries. So I'm going to give you a couple of examples from my own life. Um, I I won't pray. Uh, I won't pray as a family or anything like that if we're out to dinner in a restaurant or if we're in anywhere other than her home. Um, right. I've talked at length how I feel like respect is thicker than water not blood is thicker than water you know in the proverbial sense I really think that holds true so even if I don't believe it I will I want that same respect for our home so when we go to my mom's house we pray before dinner um yeah you know but when we're here you're showing respect for, it is for hers and her her religion and her home that's exactly right and there's a lot of stuff that can make me infuriated about the the certain way that some people believe but i also don't want to become what i don't like right you know i right. don't want to become where now i'm super judgmental If I really am going to stand behind that concept of a lot of right answers, that person's answer needs to be right as well. Exactly. You know? I I really think that's, I mean, don't get me started on the politics, but if we just talk to one another with respect, instead of like casting all this like acrimonious, biting comments about how awful everything, like when does that ever make you go, oh, you know what? I really see your point. Yeah. It just makes you defensive. Right. Right? Makes you... uh uh, more founded in in where you are, right? You're like, right. see what a dick they are, right? You know, and then exactly. it's more and more polarized. So, so for us, it's um, you know, in all growing up, anytime we went to out to dinner, anywhere, we always held hands and prayed in public. And I will absolutely not do that anymore. I'm totally fine doing it in her home, like I said. And then at 
our house, we have our our own way to celebrate food. So we, whoever makes the food, everybody holds their hands, and whoever made the food says, with love and friendship, we eat this meal. And then everybody eats. And it's yeah. like our thing. So I impose that. So when she's in our home, we <laughs> say, here's what we do. It's Every- a little leftover combative, Pete. And <laughs> there might be a little residual. <laughs> um, but it does honor us, you know. Yeah. It really yeah. it, and that was something that we established way before we ever had her over for dinner. That's true. We did it because we were having couples' night once a week with some friends of ours, and we wanted to honor whoever made the food. Yeah. And so it didn't start out to be a jab. Yeah. We just kind of said, "Here's what we do in our house." Um, I won't go to church. I won't. I won't. I will always decline invites. So that's another thing. Like get start getting really comfortable saying, I'm not going to go to this function. How do you say that though? Um, well, the last time I was invited to... My mom has now since stopped asking. Um, it, because I, I have told her that I find it offensive because I've requested that she does not ask me to do that. And if she continues to do that, it feels like blatant disrespect. Yeah. And you can say it exactly like that. There's nothing wrong with saying it like that. Like, yeah. you know, we are grown fucking adults. What is it about our parents that make us cower? We are so afraid to disappoint them. Why? Like, why? We can totally have validity and self-worth outside of our parents' approval. Yeah. Like, yeah. period. That's true. You That's know? a good point. So, anyway. Um, We're kind of trained that way. No, and you want your the approval of your parents. Yeah. You know, but not but at all costs. Not at the cost of your individuality and and uh, your personal beliefs. Yeah, your yeah. core values, your the core things values. that you would really exactly. fight for. Right. No. Why is it okay for them to do it, but not you know, but uh, somebody off the street coming up, you'd be totally offended. Right. You know. And I think sometimes, too, when people are one, really, really extreme in their beliefs, they don't realize that their um, passion about their belief can be really offensive to some people. I had a chiropractor like that once. I stopped seeing him because he would try to convert me every time I was over there. Yeah. And it's, it's <laughs> I just... even said, like, dude, I'm, I'm here for some, for some healing, you know, chiropractic work, not f- for religion. Right. You know? And people, it's like, it's fine to me if you are that passionate about it. That's fine. But you need to have respect that I might not be. Yeah. And be done with it. You know what I mean? So I have said that too. So here's another, uh, well, let me answer your question. So uh, I did have a time where my mom was like inviting me to go to, I think it was like the the church, church service for Christmas or Easter or something like that. And so... Obviously, it's a kind gesture, you know, like it's, she's not like, let me be a total dick to Amy. Right. She genuinely thinks, she really believes she needs to help save my soul, right? I know she's not doing it from a place of malice, although I would probably argue that it is a place of guilt and fear on her own behalf. Right. Um, but I said, thank you so much for thinking of me. Um, that actually makes me fairly uncomfortable to go to church. So at this time, I'm going to politely decline. Like, if you have to say it like a fucking resignation letter, <laughs> do whatever you have to say. That's but, funny. But that was completely kind. But 
if you're going to put me in a situation like that, I'm going to, I have no choice but to either sell my soul. (laughs) And you've already stated, you know, your request. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So again, these are just kind of like a handful of boundaries that I've established. I will not accept any Christian books or beliefs or, you know, propaganda gifts. Um, So I have told my mom, I do not, um, I'm so sorry, but I can't accept this. You know, like this is not something that I will read. Um, And I don't give you books on astrology or Wiccan or (laughs) anything else that might be of fascination to me because I respect that that would be offensive to you. I am asking for the same in return, you know, and so I just flat out will not accept it. (laughs) It's it's so much uh, less uh, combative or um, to just accept the gift and throw it away and complain about it. Right. Right. But there's something about actually saying it that really solidifies that value for you Mm -hmm. and also establishes a boundary and those kind of things are the things that when you start doing them you really start to find yourself yes right oh my god yes (laughs) instead of like oh thank you i'm never gonna fucking read this i'm gonna do it right you know if you just say it like it is Mm -hmm. with grace and kindness Then you start developing the uh, the boundaries of a relationship that works, and there's no resentment, mm-hmm. or maybe there is, but there's less on your end, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and it, I mean that could also be relevant to a work relationship. Like, let's mm-hmm. say it's your boss who's always asking you to overextend yourself, and you're missing out on family time, or you know, wants you to come in on a Saturday. <laughs> I'm going to need you to come in on a Saturday. Um, I'm going to need you to go ahead and come in tomorrow. So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. TPS report. But it's those same, it's the same muscle, flexing that same muscle of actually standing up for yourself and actually having value and worthiness around your own opinions, your own time, your own efforts, your stances, your beliefs, your values, like it all matters. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what I really, really want everybody to hear is that you have validity in your personal opinions and beliefs, even if they're different than your family's. And you're not responsible for how they feel. That's where we get caught up all the time is we think we have to somehow caretake for how the information is going to land. Or if if I don't agree with you or if I don't have the same sort of belief, I need to somehow like take care of your you having a hard time with that. Right. You know? Why am I the one sacrificing? Exactly. Right? Especially if you have situations where your family is in essence saying i can love you and support you as long as you believe what i believe yeah like they don't give you that freedom of there being multiple right answers like i've said before yeah so you know and and you could choose to not rock the boat you could choose to be quiet you could choose to kind of not say anything but it's interesting because i really think the gal who wrote in is at that point where being silent is not working. Not an option anymore, yeah. And it's yeah. killing her. Mm-hmm. You know, it's killing her to actually pretend like 
it's no big deal. You know, I do I do know of somebody who just kind of doesn't want to rock the boat and she just kind of lets her mom believe, think that she believes certain things. That doesn't feel right to me. Right. You know, that doesn't work for me. And it it's totally your own choice. What I want everybody to hear is your thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are just as important as the next person. Just as important as your parents, yeah, and or like, whoever. And like you were saying, the more you underline that, the less you apologize, the less you feel like you have to over-explain your perspective. I mean, I went through that. We talked about that a lot with our choice not to have children. We don't owe anyone an explanation for our choices. Yeah. We don't demand it of anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't say to my mom, why the hell do you believe this? I don't demand that. I don't, you know, it's, yeah. it's like we all have that freedom, right? <clears throat> um, and that's an, that's another thing that I will not, I will not entertain. This is another piece of the boundaries is I won't entertain any sort of conversation demanding any explanation of why I don't believe or why I quote don't walk with the Lord or you know that's I find it offensive and I don't need to engage in it. Sure. So, and again, like I've I've said, we don't you don't owe anybody an explanation. You really don't. It's up to you if that's something you want to share or not. I have found that it falls on deaf ears. If they think that you're wrong and that there's only one right yeah. way, there's really no way for that conversation to go anywhere except guilt and blame and judgment and right. fear. Right. And I just won't tolerate that. Yeah. You know, that's part of my spiritual stance. <laughs> I will exactly. not entertain that. So, again, those are just kind of a handful of the different boundaries that I've established and decided like that's not something I'll accept. Um, so another uh, kind of concept around this and it, and it really is like kind of a come from and it in my work I talk about our motivation and how all of our behaviors, all of our actions are typically motivated by something. In these situations, oftentimes it's it's guilt and fear. Guilt from your family or just because you haven't operated under a different motivator before. It's you're always used to being inflicted guilt and so you just kind of accept it. Or fear about what your family's gonna think of you or not not having that stability or of the family. Not being accepted. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> so I like to think of it as what is the fuel that is charging your car that's motivating your car to move Mm -hmm. is it something that is fear and guilt based or is it something like self-care so how you deliver any of this information can come from a place of self-care it can come from a place of love yeah absolutely but how much more powerful is that to actually start saying no to things or actually starting to decline invites to church or saying i'm sorry i actually don't share that opinion or that belief when you're coming from a place of love or self-care or self-love, self-respect, when your fuel is different, you know, sure. what's charging you is different. So that's another thing that I would offer to you is look at what your motivating factor is. What is motivating you to speak up for yourself? Um, oh, my gosh. Our dog is, like, out of control right now. <laughs> She's, She's totally playing on she the She wants now. attention. Big time attention. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Making us look so unprofessional. Um, And then the (laughs) fifth thing, and this I really think is a matter of baby steps, but decide if there is any sort of conversation to be had. I don't personally think that she's out of control. (laughs) I, I personally don't think that it necessarily warrants like a big 
you know, family meeting, sit down, like, hi, everybody, I need you to know, I don't believe what you think. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's necessarily... It's coming out of the closet. Right. Like, you can come out however you want to come <laughs> out, but it really can be like that because much in the same way people come out, you know, in a gay or lesbian sense or transgendered or whatever. Um, <laughs> she's crazy. Now she's got my slipper. Okay. okay. We digress. Okay. Um, Sorry. So much like coming out in one of those regards, there's a chance that you will not be accepted. There's a chance of being ostracized from your family or that they don't accept that particular way of life. So the same is true for something that is like a religious difference or, or belief difference. So I would suggest or what I did that worked really well for me was baby steps and kind of easing into it. And it started with any time that my silence made it seem like I also believed that same thing. Exactly, yeah. So I just decided to not be silent. And so I would say, actually, I don't agree with that. Or I don't really believe that. Or, you know, and I would just slowly kind of ease into it. And and that's what I would highly suggest is start with declining an invite to church or mass or whatever it might be for you. Or declining a gift that you actually find offensive. Or... Opting out of of your beliefs or whatever, yeah. Opting out of praying or whatever. Uh, So see if there is, and see if there's baby steps. But also, there might be a conversation that's warranted. You know, it might be a relationship that you have with your mom or family that an actual conversation needs to be had in order to really set it straight. You know, so it just depends on your situation. But I would just say, give yourself some compassion. It is a tough thing to navigate yeah and you know baby steps is great but what what i really want to underline i think i'm you know mentioned this earlier is first of all this is not easy it's not something that can be nice and tidy and wrapped up in 30 minutes but you are worthy of your spiritual self you're worthy of your spiritual identity it is it's our fucking soul It's and, our, and path too yeah not just that but the path that it's on I don't have the answers I'm searching to. Right. Right? Yeah. And that's uniquely yours. Right. Like, I I just find it so offensive to have somebody tell me what is going to happen to my soul. Right. I'm like, why not? Don't. No. Let me worry about that. Right. Why don't you let me worry about that? That's so so offensive to me. Right? So, if you're offended by that, you're allowed. Your spirit is already worthy. It deserves a voice. And, um... And just take heart and know that you are, you're not alone. You're not alone. There's a lot of people like that, yeah. How many people have you come across that are dealing with that? Like, this is not uncommon. No, not not at all. And again, it's why I'm always saying, like, I will not be motivated by guilt and fear. Mm. I am not going to Mm. pledge my allegiance to a deity based off of fear and guilt. Like, what the fuck kind of way to live is that? Like, it does not work for me. Does not work for me. So anyway, <laughs> so if you need to re-listen, get fired up. Over I know, here. I get, I get all <laughs> on my soapbox. But um, if you need to re-listen to this like forty times before you say no, I'm not going yeah, to church right? with you. Like whatever you need to do to know that your voice is valid and that your beliefs and your opinions are valid and worthy. Well, you also do uh, one-on-one work with this kind of thing too. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And actually, that's a great. Thank you so much, Mr. Smith. Always good. <laughs> Always good with the lead-in. Segway. Um, and like I mentioned at the top of the show, I have a brand new pilot program that I'm doing um, that's going to be kind of a beta test if you're interested in it. 
um, go to thejoyjunkie.com, click on contact, and just shoot me an email and let me know you want to hear more about it. And it's going to be very, very comprehensive, probably 10 to 12 weeks. And we're going to be digging into a lot of this stuff, like our fears and um, our core belief systems and our value systems and how we speak to ourselves and all of these things that aren't working. You know, we're going to kind of disassemble and then re reassemble them into ways that really do work for you that feel powerful. And then there's a whole segment of it that's communication. Like how do we actually communicate that to everyone else in our life, right? So that I mean this particular program will be offered as a group but also as a one-on-one. So either either way if you want more information, hit me up. Uh, on that contact form and if you want more support and you just want to kind of dig into this a little bit more maybe maybe a class isn't for you quite yet please just text the word junkie j-u-n-k-i-e to 66866 and I'll send you my free workbook and audiobook called stand up for yourself without being a dick and it gives you just more nine different challenges to actually get you into action um, and worksheets and things to to start really like learning how to say no and um, it, how to change your inner dialogue. Between All those your, things you know. that are going to help you with uh, saying things to your family about your religion or politics or whatever. Or, or, or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> or other deep <laughs> shit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, please be sure to, to do that so you can get some more, <laughs> more resources. And as always, thank you so much for listening. And... Um, I think that's it. We'll see you around these parts uh, next week. So here's to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.